Sorry, that's another B Haters still ain't recover from the other B mm. That's a double B Now that's a triple B Can't forget about the other B It's the white gloves for me Hater know not to touch me, I'm with the fuckery Fuck with me Humbly, nah, respectfully I'm a project, baby, fuck y'all expect from me Yo, what's up everybody, this is C-Will Coming back at y'all with another episode of Opinionated Facts How y'all feeling this week? Woo, we had a crazy week, crazy sports week Just a crazy week in general with a lot of, you know, things I've seen on social media But We'll get on that at a later time, but let's go back to them sports. You feel me with the NFL draft? I just want to give a quick shout out. Speaking of NFL draft, a quick shout out to the Chicago Bears. Oh, my God. The Chicago Bears actually had a good fucking draft. Who would have thought out of all organizations that the Chicago Bears did great? I mean, probably had top three best draft in the NFL draft this year. Like as far as their pickings and all that how they moved up and things like that hey they they did a great fucking job you know and speaking of the draft i just want to give y'all a couple teams who i feel like were the winners man a couple teams who i feel like were fucking losers in the nfl draft and i hate to say losers because it was a lot of teams that actually did great and it was just some teams who were inherited a, a bad organization to come you know new coach but Fuck it, let's get on to the winners. The NFL winners, uh, the NFL draft, to me, going back to the Chicago Bears. They got their quarterback, Justin Fields. They moved up in the first round to get him. They moved from pick number 20 in the first round to go to pick number 11. They moved up, traded back. You know, they gave up. Okay, they gave up some draft capital, you know. And, and again, I get it, you know. Y'all gave up, you know, Chicago Bears fans. Again, I'm like 40 minutes away from Chicago. And it's a lot of Chicago Bear fans I'm around. Chicago Bear fans, I get it. Y'all gave up picks, for Mitchell Trubisky, y'all gave up two thirds and a fourth for, to move up to get Mitchell Trubisky, and y'all got finessed in that trade, and it's okay. It happens, you know. It happens, and of course, again, you went out and got Nick Foles, and you know, used a fourth round pick to get a backup. Again, I, I get it. You know, some teams are not blessed with having a good quarterback and being able to, you know, not trade so many picks to get their quarterback, but. I will say this, as much sarcastic bullshit as I'm giving you right now, I will say this. I do love this pick, the, you know, to get the quarterback of the future. Justin Fields, I love that shit. I, I really do. First of all, they drafted a black quarterback. Oh, my God. Who would have thought the Chicago Bears draft a black quarterback? But speaking on that, they draft, they moved up. They traded their first round pick for next year. And a fourth round pick and a fifth round pick in this past draft that happened to move up to get Justin Fields of Ohio State. And it was a great pick. Um, he was sliding down. He slid down all the way to 11 and they moved. They they did what was necessary to get the player of the future because we all know that Andy Dalton is not the player of the future at quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. We all know that. We all know that it, he's a stop. He's a stopgap quarterback. He's there to just play for a year and bounce. But I do like this. I will say this. If I, and I'm gonna get back on the Bears and and why else there are winners of this draft. Um, with the Bears, they can do. What most teams did with the quarterbacks that you look at now, you look at the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. He didn't play right away. He had Alex Smith. You look at the Baltimore Ravens. You look at um, 
you know, with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson didn't play right away. He was playing under Joe Flacco. So sometimes you have these quarterbacks sit for a year, maybe not even a full year, maybe like six, seven, eight weeks, depending on how the year going. And you can thrust him into the fire and hopefully he'll be better prepared to take your organization to the next step because Bears fans sure do need it. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I hate to say this, we're very similar. Even though we got, you know, Cowboys fans, we got more Super Bowl rings than y'all, but that's another topic for another, you know, another topic for another day. I know, you know, we just shitting on y'all as an organization, but yeah, going back to y'all doing great in the draft, though. Y'all literally, literally have gotten the quarterback, I believe, of the future, something the Bears fans have been desperately asking for, desperately asking for. I got tongue tied. Y'all know how I am. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Desperately been asking for. And they finally got him. And I feel like he's going to play a pivotal factor in just changing the organization and being able to hopefully win y'all some playoff games. And who knows what else will transpire from there. Not only did they get the quarterback of the future, but they protecting the quarterback of the future. The Bears went up and drafted and drafted up in the second round to get Tevin Jackson, O-line, Oklahoma State, I want to say. And he is he had a first grade on him a first round grade on him that's what scouts was giving him a first round grade due to i want to say health concerns that he dropped down but they got a first round grade in the second round and they just traded up to get him that was another great move i feel like the bears did uh bears had a good draft like i said they're a top three uh team in this draft and i feel like they're one of the better teams that drafted very well in, in this draft Another one that I got, you feel me? Of course, I'm going to shout out my hometown team. You feel me? My hometown team, the Dallas Cowboys. I told y'all that's where I'm from, the Dallas Cowboys. So you traded you traded back and you traded with the Eagles and the Eagles, your rivals. But if you think about it, basically they saying we're going to worry about how we build our team in-house. We're not going to worry about another team in our division. Yes, the Eagles drafted. They, you know, they allowed the Cowboys to uh, dr- go back. They moved up into the Cowboys pick uh, tent because after the Cowboys saw that the cornerbacks were gone because thank you, Denver Broncos. Shout them out, Michael, uh, and just shout out the Denver Broncos for getting Patrick Sertan, which y'all was bogus on doing. Like, y'all for, y'all for real, that was bogus. That was a bogus move. But they got Patrick Sertan, and, of course, J.C. Horn went to the Panthers at pick eight. So the Cowboys, they, they traded down with the Eagles, who are – Our rivals, you know, we don't like the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck them. As an organization, we don't like them. But the Cowboys did what they had to do because they felt like they could still get the best defensive player. Yes, to some, is the best defensive player of the draft, and that was Michael Parsons. He moved. They moved down, got a third-round pick in the process of moving down with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and got an extra pick. And still, who they feel like is going to be what they quote their defensive coach, Quinn calls Michael Parsons the uh, he calls him the Bobby Wagner of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Bobby Wagner was the Seattle Seahawks. And for those that do not know, the Seattle Seahawks had the Legion of Boom with Richard Sherman. And, you know, they had uh, Cam Chancellor. They had Bobby Wagner again. You know, they had uh, Browner at cornerback position. They had a great defense. And, you know, Quinn was a part of that defense. And he's now the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. And it was a it was a Dan Quinn, definitely a Dan Quinn draft. Uh, you could tell by the 
a pick of Michael Parsons again. You could tell about the pick of Kel- uh, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky. He's a long, athletic uh, cornerback, just like those in the mold of Browner and Richard Sherman. He also drafted Nashawn Wright, who was the older brother to Rajon Wright from the Netflix series Last Chance You. If you don't watch Last Chance You, that shit was fire. Uh, this Last Chance You I'm talking about is Laney. Uh, it was about the JUCO uh, co- football college team and. That shit was fire. If you don't, if you like sports uh, and you ain't watching, I'm pretty sure a lot of people watching this and, I, and I'm just saying it out of excitement because I like it. But if you don't watch Last Chance You, you tweak it. They just had a basketball one, Last Chance You basketball one, college, Juco one. That was real, very, very, very good. Got to catch that. Got to catch that. But back on the draft, another winner I had. And that was just, you know, my Cowboys. Shout out my Cowboys again. You know, we go, we go win the NFC East. You know, I don't know about what the Chicago Bears fans go do. I think this is a transition year. Y'all might squeak in seven wins. You feel me? I don't know. But this year, we definitely, we got Dak Prescott back. Yeah, I'm going to talk my shit. We got our team back. You feel me? We definitely went in the NFC East division. Who knows what we could do after that? You feel me? Because it is some hard teams in the NFC, but I'm going to just shout out the division champs for right now. They're going to be my division winners, I hope, <laughs> barring injury. But back to the NFL draft, I got the Browns, another team who was a winner. They just built on their great roster. You could tell they already they ain't have no holes in their roster. People like to pick at Baker Mayfield and say he's 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 the reason that they didn't take them far. How how far you wanted them to go? They they took the uh the past the previous Super Bowl champs. They took them and played very well by them. Only lost by I want to say no less than seven points. Went to the went to the playoffs and went to the second round. What what more do you want? That was great. They was a game away from uh going to the AFC championship. A game away. The Browns have limited holes in their roster. I, I can't think of no no, posi- no position they're weak at. So just building on their roster was seeing was was great seeing uh seeing them do that. They got Greg Newsom, cornerback. Greg Newsom the second uh cornerback from North uh Northwestern. He was drafted first round twenty six overall. You could pair him with Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. They already got a stack position. They already got a stack cornerback uh cornerbacks on their roster. It's stacked. Then you go and get Jeremiah Usu Kamora, the Notre Dame linebacker, who dropped in the second round. He had first round uh, grade on him due to, uh, you know, made from scouts. He got a first round grade on him from scouts. He just dropped back in a round to the second round because of, you know, health concerns. They got him who's a hybrid linebacker safety. He he go, he a ball hunter. That's another great pick. And they got Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, ran a 4-2. Yes, they got Anthony Schwartz, wide receiver from Auburn. He ran a 4-2-6 in the 40. He got records in track in Florida. Used to run track in high school, got records. Man is a burner. That's world-class speed. You can't, it's something you can't teach. And then you get back Odell Beckham. You get back, you know, all those players who were hurt, especially like, again, Odell Beckham comes back and you just add another speedster between uh, you got – Odell, you got Jarvis Landry. Oh, man, you got Peoples who came in from Michigan. Now you got Anthony Schwartz and you got Higgins who played very well for them. Then, speaking of the tight end position, they got Hooper. Oh, man, I, I love I love the Browns draft, the things that they did. They re- they did very well. They did very well. I can't knock on them. Um, and a sleeper I had was the Jets. 
Um, I don't want to say they full winners yet because the Jets are some losers. And but it looks like they finally doing more what they did for they doing more for a quarterback they just drafted in Zach Wilson, the third overall pick. They doing more for him now in a couple days than they ever did for Sam Darnold, <laughs> who plays for the Panthers. They done drafted him uh, O-line and Elijah Vera Tucker from uh, USC. They drafted him. They drafted Elijah Moore from Ole Miss, wide receiver, who was supposed to go in the first round. They got him in the second round. And they drafted Michael uh, Michael Carter from North Carolina, who they got in the fourth round. And they got two Michael Carters, which is weird. Drafted two guys with the same name. That's fucking weird. But, yeah, the Jets did well. But everybody didn't do so good. And, again, I don't want to, you know – shit on everybody and poo-poo on everybody because again some of these coaches and some of these organizations inherited just fucking mess they this is just what the hand that was dealt with them from the old regime and it was just a fucking mess and one of them and, and you know what even though this is not one of the teams that i would consider was you know a new regime they got to me veteran help and that's the raiders like, it seems like the Raiders do this goofy shit every year. They just draft players that you figure will be drafted lower. And we can't. Okay, again, before I say this, you we can't really, really speak on the draft picks until the product of, of the player is on the field and we get to, you know, see what they do for their respective teams. Again, we cannot tell what this draft is like yet until we see the product on the field player on their teams okay i get that we get it but with some of these grades and you look at some of these players that the raiders draft you could draft some of these said players in the later rounds that's why it's considered a reach to me they drafted Alex Leatherwood, you feel me, from Alabama. He was a decent old lineman, but he had a second-round grade on him. And then, to make matters worse, in the second round, they moved up to get TCU safety Trayvon Morrig, who I told, you know, I ain't going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my shit. Boo, toot, toot. <laughs> feel me? I said it by my draft that I did with my homie Chris. Shout out my homie Chris. Shout out my homie Mal- uh, Malcolm again. Shout him out. Uh, when we did that mock draft, I shouted out the Raiders and said, y'all should draft TCU's strong safety Trayvon Morwig in the first round. He had a first round grade on him. And y'all traded more picks to trade up in the second round to get a player who y'all could have got with the 17th overall pick. And the player... Alex Leatherwood, who you got in the in the first round, your 17th overall pick. You pick him and he could have been drafted in the second round. That's my only thing about the Raiders. Like you had a guy who is over the organization now who used to do mock drafts and all this shit. Um, the GM, that GM, that motherfucker, he used to do mock drafts and he still suck at drafting. Like it's just a positional that they draft in like the positions that they draft these players in is just weird to me but yeah the Raiders is definitely one of my losers another one of my losers is the Texans uh the Texans didn't have shit of course a, a team who just got fucked over by their old regime the Texans were dealt a bad hand they traded DeAndre Hopkins wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of chips and a snicker <laughs> traded his ass for nothing fuck and then you you trade him on the sense and then you trade 
for Larmy, uh, for Jeremy Tunsil, the left tackle for Miami, and you give up multiple first round picks. So they just they didn't have no first round picks. They was in a shithole. Well, I I will say this though, they did draft QB David Mills from Stanford, who I think might be good, but still their overall draft was just. Which is bad because Bill O'Brien, their old coach, he ain't, lead, he ain't leading with shit. <laughs> they really couldn't build their team. But getting, you know, Davis Mills because of the, you know, the shit that our quarterback now, the shit that he going through with the sexual assaults, you know. And if you don't know about the Deshaun Watson shit, basically a rundown is he's on, uh, he's getting took it to court by multiple women who says he sexually assaulted them and harassed them um they were saying you know as they gave he was there to be scheduled for massages you know as he was scheduled for massages you know uh he was trying to get you know express special privileges he was trying to get more than a massage probably get a shit massage that's that's what he was trying to get and they said he kind of not to laugh but they say he forced his you know way on them um do i believe it i really don't know uh his lawyer came out and said that he you know had sex with a couple of the a couple of these women uh and they know about it i don't know it, it, you never know with these cases because you get you get some around you get around some of these women yeah you know you you, you a famous athlete these motherfuckers try to take your bread i, f- I feel you they try to take your bread and they try to take your money because they see the status of who you are as a nfl starting quarterback they see that and yes they see green dollars and if they can you know finesse you out of some cash fuck yeah i see a lot of people that do that shit when women and men you know not men into the sex realm but of course like men that finesse you if they your friends and they try to get money out of you and shit it's because they see your stature same shit but uh do i believe it uh i, I gotta hear more of the case the case is ongoing so i ain't gonna shake shit till more shit go out I, I feel like he go just pay a lump sum to these women and that's gonna be the end of that but back to the draft them motherfuckers is definitely some losers you feel me um because again they going through that coach they old coach bill o'brien did get him shit to deal with it so they on that and they definitely didn't have anything to draft they drafted wide receiver on nico collins who might be a decent like i said they first two draft picks i ain't gonna shit on them that much because again bill o'brien leave them shit to do with to deal with but i do like davis mills they quarterback nico collins i just don't like that they the organization allowed bill o'brien to blow that organization to shit like I didn't like that shit. Like, it's other ways they could have built that organization and got way more for DeAndre Hopkins. But another loser is, oh, man, I know everybody heard this. All you Packers fans. I know Packers, you know, being in the middle of Illinois, um, where I am, being in the middle of it, you, I got people who I know that are Packers fans. I got people that I know who are Bears fans. And I know Packers fans are fucking mad right now because y'all losers in the draft because, again, Aaron Rodgers and his, he mad. <laughs> he mad as shit. He basically said Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the uh, Green Bay Packers, and he basically wants to get traded from the Green Bay Packers. He wants to get traded from the Green Bay Packers to another team because he just basically does not like the GM. Basically, that's what reports are saying from NFL.com, uh, uh, from Adam Schefter, from Chris Morrison, from NFL Ringer. These are what what they're reporting on Aaron Rodgers. He wants to get traded. He, he fucking hates the GM of the Green Bay Packers because he feels like that 
they don't come to him for organizational decisions. And I, I feel him on that. You being the franchise quarterback, you being, you know, a three-time, I believe, three-time MVP. You know, he won uh, one Super Bowl for them. I, I, you know, I, I get it. And he feels like they. he looking around, he looking at Patrick Mahomes. He like, damn, they giving him, you know, uh, they got Tyreek Hill for him. They got all these weapons for him. Kelsey, they got all these weapons. I look over at Tom Brady. He got Chris Goodwin. He got Mike Evans. I look over even at Dak Prescott. Guy. He got Amari Cooper. He got CeeDee Lamb. He got Michael Gallup. I look at uh even look at Russell Wilson. He got DK Metcalf. He got uh he got all of these weapons. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> you know he slipped my mind right there. Tyler Lockett. He got all these weapons and they keep building around these quarterbacks, even though Russell wanted to get traded also. But it looks like he he's staying. But anyway, back to Aaron Rodgers. I get it, bro. Like, they don't come to you. Oh, yeah, not to speak on the point that they drafted a quarterback last year, Jordan Love, to be his, you know, replacement. I get it. I, okay, I get it. I see why he pissed. But that's not to say the Packers did. It's not like they're not building for him. The Packers are a great team. Like, they have great. Yes, I, I feel like he need more weapons because I look around the NFL and it's Quarterbacks with way more weapons than him. He has Devontae Adams. He has uh Aaron Jones. I'm sorry, Aaron Jones. He has Aaron Jones. Great running back, top five running back. He has a top five wide receiver. Um, he has a great O line. Um, I feel like in the championship games, and this was spoken, you know, I was listening to Skip and Shannon Sharp and Undisputed, and Skip had a great point. Aaron Rodgers do not show up in big games when it comes to big games in the playoffs. And maybe that's something Aaron Rodgers have to work on. But Aaron Rodgers, to his point, he's looking at other quarterbacks like, yo, I mean, what if they start doubling? What if they stop the run and start doubling Devontae Adams? Then what other piece do I have? Like, what other piece are y'all going to say, you know, uh, and I might pronounce his name wrong, tight end Robert Turner. He's going to be the the other guy I go to? No, like I need more weapons, and I agree with him on that. But Skip had a great point. He's 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 has a losing record in uh, playoff game, in winning playoff games to go to the NFC Championship. He has a touchdown interception ratio for eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. So he's basically looking like a regular quarterback sometimes in these playoff games. So I feel like personally, I feel like the, the organization has to do better around Aaron Rodgers because yes, he has these poor games, but again, the defense get double down on the run. They stop Aaron Jones. You double Devontae Adams. What other weapon is he going to? He has no weapon, so I agree. Yeah, they drafted Amari Rodgers from Clemson in the third round. He's going to be a good court, uh, good wide receiver, I think. He's going to be a good wide receiver, but he's not getting the weapons that he deserves. I feel like they should make a splash move. I don't feel like it was the wrong draft pick to draft Eric Stokes from Georgia. I, uh, it wasn't a, dra- a bad draft for them i just think the frustration of aaron Rodgers and possibly him getting traded to the denver broncos which was being spoken of all throughout the draft is the reason i got y'all as losers because how y'all he's basically saying either you pick me or you 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 either pick me or the gm basically that's what he's saying and from reports it seemed like he might hold this out and not play and if that's and if that's the case then yeah, the Packers, y'all definitely loses in this draft because all you had to do was get the man some weapons. And it's not hard. You could use your draft capital, draft picks to get weapons. Y'all know y'all going to be 
in the in a running for for you know a winning record y'all gonna be in a running for the playoffs so that draft pick it's not gonna be as high as like a 15th it's gonna be in the bottom 20s so trade trade some draft picks get him you know get him some help to help that Aaron Rodgers deserve and maybe he'll win you guys more than one Super Bowl I do agree with Aaron Rodgers but that's all I have to have that's all I have to say about football you know football really it was really 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 good draft by every by most teams like I said by most teams drafted well most teams did draft well, but I, I just wanted to speak on that and speak on a lot of stupid shit that motherfuckers been saying. You know what I'm? I, 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 okay, so I was. Yo, this is C. Will. We're finna take a short sponsorship break. I was listening to LeBron James, and I don't mean to say what he said was stupid. I just feel like I don't agree with LeBron James. And speaking of motherfuckers who just been just letting me down, man. Like the Green Bay Packers organization let me down, man. Like, how get weapons, like get weapons for Aaron Rodgers, please, pronto. But another person who let me down, and I'm not to say I'm his biggest fan, but I am a fan because I do respect his game on the court, and I respect the things he does off the court. And another person who just let me down was LeBron James. You know, I was looking at, I was listening to his uh, interview he had after the Lakers just lost to the Toronto Raptors. Raptors, I think it was his. Is it the Toronto Raptors or the Tampa Bay? Raptors, because you know y'all know they playing in Tampa Bay. I don't know Tampa. I'm gonna call it yes, Tampa Bay Raptors. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Raptors. After they lost to them on Sunday, LeBron James went in. A, you know he went. He was at the interview. He was at the press conference. He was having a little press conference, and he was talking about you know uh, the NBA's new postseason format, the play-in tournaments, and the tournaments for the seventh and eighth seed and the ninth and tenth seed. He was talking about that shit. He basically LeBron James said, "Whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired." He said at the play-in tournament after the Lakers lost to again the Tampa uh, the Tampa Bay Raptors <laughs> on Sunday night. Okay. So, my, before I say this, he wasn't the first motherfucker to say this. Luka said it. Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban both was critical of the play-in tournament before LeBron said this. And coincidentally, both of these motherfuckers, LeBron James and Luka, they both fighting maybe for a play-in tournament. Um, I want to say the Mavericks are a sixth seed, so they might miss it. Might miss it. But the Lakers are a fifth seed, and they're only like one game or two games apart from everybody else. That's the Trailblazers at seven, the Warriors at eight. The Grizzlies at nine and the Spurs at 10. So these motherfuckers don't want to get in that play in. That's basically what they're doing. They're basically talking this shit so they could get the NBA to reconsider the play in. But my only, my only, my only, my only, my only concern about both of them saying this. Number one, Mark Cuban was the one that signed off on this last year. He, he bigged up. The play-in tournament. He said, oh, this is a great idea. It will make the NBA more competitive. It will uh, drive up revenue. It will, you know, give teams that are just on the cusp of making the playoffs uh, a reason to keep fighting and not tanking and trying to get a higher draft pick. It'll, it'll make 
just competition competitive because sometimes around this time of the year when you get players and teams and you they looking at you know standings they like you know what man i'm a fucking tenth seed we ain't making the playoffs like why am i even playing like an organization even looks at it like why are we playing our best players to fight for a lottery pick so let's just sit them and not fight and trade all our players and just get the lottery pick. The NBA has came up with a format to try to not stop it, but try to just slow it down. And that format that came up with, and I spoke on this on my last conversation I had with y'all, you feel me? The format format the NBA came up with, they came up with the ninth and tenth seed of each conference will play each other, right? So I'm going to explain it to y'all again because – it's just for, you know, explain, explaining purposes. So bear with me. So the ninth to 10th seed of each conference get to play play each other. So that so let's just use the West. It'd be the Spurs and the Grizzlies. The Spurs and the Grizzlies will play each other. And whoever wins out of that, they move on to the next game. Now, the winner of the ninth and 10th seed plays the 7th and 8th seed loser so say if the trailblazers and the warriors play and the warriors beat the trailblazers in one game that means the warriors will move up to the seventh seed boom and the trailblazers will move down and have to play to see they'll have to play the let's say the grizzlies to see who gets the eighth seed so if the trailblazers lose they out the playoffs if the Grizzlies win they're in the playoffs it's very simple and the Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks hating it but again back to what I was saying I don't like the people who are saying it not saying I don't like them as players I again I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan that's one of my favorite teams grew up a Dallas Mavericks fan I'm not saying I don't like Luka Doncic I'm not saying I don't like Mark Cuban I'm not saying I don't like LeBron I'm not saying I don't like the Lakers I don't like the presence that they brought it in so they brought it in when both of them are in you know, danger to be a play in team to be, they don't want to do that tournament again. Cause LeBron is looking at his health. He's looking at, man, I, I'm not, a, he, LeBron is coming back from a high ankle sprain. Now this, he said he won't in an interview. He said he, he feel like he'll never be a hundred percent in his career. Again, a, a lot of people on the, on social media said this motherfucker is bullshit. He cap it. Cause he feel like he finna lose this year. I don't know. I just know I never had a high ankle right a high right ankle sprain that made me feel like i just wasn't gonna be healthy again but again i'm not that i'm not that athlete i don't jump at 38 vertical 36 37 vertical i don't dunk at the rate he dunks i don't i'm not the athlete he i'm never the athlete he will be even at fucking 35 and i'm 31 so i can't speak on what the fuck that what the fuck his body is telling him but i will say this it's been injuries he that other players had that are a little bit more serious they're not not saying this they're not saying this and to get in more context lebron is saying if my team is not healthy he said this in an interview when he said whoever said whoever made this play-in tournament should be fucking fired when he said that he said my team my team uh, you know how we play in the playoffs is going to depend on our health and I agree with him and he understands that and being a playing team that's more games on your team body that's more games and you're coming back he's not he feels like he's not 100% so I'm gonna I'm trust him LeBron said he's not 100% I'm gonna hey 
I got to give it up to LeBron. Again, I'm not the, I'm not the type of athlete he is and never will be. So if he say he not 100%, I just have to look at it. He not 100%. But if the Lakers go into a play-in game, they go be in serious trouble. They already just – they just – Again, they got back their best players in Anthony Davis and LeBron James from injury. They got them both back. But they just lost Dennis Schroeder. That's their starting point guard. So they just lost him because of COVID. So who knows how long he out. He might be out for a week, two weeks. Who knows? Who knows? Because he might take the test again and might come back negative. He had to retake it, come back negative. He could play again. But just say it don't. Say it come back positive. He's going to have to miss up to a week or more. And they don't have the, the practice times that they were having in previous years because of this short of this of this schedule and how it's set up. The schedule is set up like a baseball schedule. If you don't watch baseball, just Google their schedules. It's a lot of back to backs. It's a lot of back to back to backs. And it's just a lot of games crammed together. You might play three games off a day or off two days, play two more games off a day, play three games. It is very it's it's jumbled. It's very jumbled. But they did they signed off this. So the NBA Players Union signed off this. So that's something that the players signed off. And maybe next time they will, you know, maybe have a better understanding of not signing off this. Because even though the rate of the injuries are not as high as other years, it's a lot of teams I feel like are getting injured later in the season than they would if it was a regular, you know, a regular seasoned year, if that makes any sense to you guys. But back to what I was saying, I do not agree with LeBron I don't agree with him he he was one of the main ones to talk about last year to say that again just like Luca last year they both him Luca Mark Cuban LeBron James they all three were for the play-in tournament and now that both of these teams are in danger to be play-in teams they want to have criticism for the play-in tournament no the play-in tournament is great it's great for the NBA it's great for the fans like me who gets to see teams who usually wouldn't be fighting and competing like this comp compete and fight and put their best foot forward and actually play their players and try to get in position to be a playoff team yes i love it i love to see this you wouldn't see this you wouldn't see like washington wizards with russell westbrook and bradley bill being able to fight their way to a playoff spot right now they're 10th in the east so they'll play you know say if the season ended today they'll play the place pacers the pacers got a lot of injuries i can see the wizards beating them in one game if it, all it, all it takes is one game and they're in the play-in, they're still in the play-in. They say if, you know, the Hornets beat the Celtics, I could see possibly the Wizards beating the, shit, Hornets or Celtics. And I'm a Celtics fan, and I'm a Hornets fan. A Hornets fan. I mean, well, I ain't going to say I'm a fan. I'm a Celtics fan. I love watching the Hornets. I'm not going to say I'm a fan of theirs. I just love watching their team. They're young, LaMelo Ball. You got Miles Bridges, who... Is out, I think, for a few games due to COVID. I want to say, I, I don't know. I know he's out for a couple games. Um, they have a great, they have a great team, a great team. They got Graham, who, who's who's been hooping. I love Graham from Kansas. He's been hooping, playing well. They have a great overall team, and I feel like, you know, seeing those teams and seeing them being able to fight for a playoff spot it, it is very, very, very fun. It's very fun. So I don't agree with Luca or LeBron. But I do feel like LeBron would be in danger if they got in a play-in game. 
So let's just say if LeBron drops to the seventh seventh seed, which is possible because they're only a game ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. So say if the Mavericks catapulted them and the Trailblazers catapulted them and they're in the sixth spot, that means they'll have to do, I mean, and they're in the seventh spot. That means they'll have to possibly play the Warriors. And the way Stephen Curry is playing at an MVP level this year, I could see him filleting the Lakers. I don't know if they could beat the Lakers. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt they could beat the Lakers. But I could see it making it tough on the Lakers. So that's one game. Then, say if they win that game, they have to go around and play the winner of the Grizzlies and the Spurs. And those are two tough teams, especially the Grizzlies with John Morant. You got Brandon Clark. You have uh, Justin Winslow. You have, man, they got a decent squad. Dylan Brooks. They got Tillman, who's, I think he's a rookie. They got uh, Desmond Bain, who's a rookie. They got all these rookies and all these, this young, uh, they got uh, Jaron Jackson, who's coming back from an injury. They have this young nucleus of players that's playing very well, and that wouldn't be a hard game. But you'll have to win that game. And then you're in the playoffs. And then you got to go in a seven-game series. And that will be with the Trailblazers, who Damian Lillard, CJ McCullum, uh, Carmelo Anthony, them boys are tough. So it would be a tough sledding for the Lakers. And I would highly doubt if they have to do the play-in, I highly doubt they will make it. I don't even know if they will make it to the Western Conference Finals. I don't want to bet against them because I do think I do have them going to the Western Conference Finals. But if they're in the play-in, I, I don't see them coming off the West. If they're in the play-in, say if they got to go in the play-in, you got to meet teams. The Dallas Mavericks is a hard team. The Clippers, who I think could beat the Lakers in a seven-game series, it, healthy or not. The Nuggets, who's been hooping. Michael Porter Jr. shot him out. He's been hooping. He looks like a he looked like the second star to, to Nikolai Jokic, who's the MVP of this league. Michael Porter Jr., I know this off the subject, but he looks like the second star. Not Jamal Murray. I know it's a small sample, but you got a 6'10 player who can dribble like that, shoot like that. That look like the Kevin Durant effect, and I'm not saying he's Kevin Durant-like. I'm just saying he's a big guard. He's a guard-like player in a big-framed body. 6'10, dribble, shoot, pass. His defense has gotten better. Michael Porter Jr. is that dude. He's been hooping since uh, Jamal Murray went down with an ACL injury. Just to put that in perspective. Um, back to what I was saying. I know I like to talk about shits, but that that's one thing I do like about the play-in. So, again, I have to disagree with LeBron. I really have to disagree with LeBron on this one. But I will say about the play and speaking on that and the Wizards, oh, they've been killing it. Oh, my God. The Wizards been killing it and social media been on fire with this topic. I, I, don't, I don't know how this man catapulted, catapulted into top three, top five. Excuse me. Fuck y'all. I know y'all gonna make fun of me, <laughs> but I don't know how he catapulted in the top five, top three point guard of all time discussion. And that's Russell Westbrook. We was just talking about the Wizards, how they're a 10th seed in the East. A 10th seed. I'm going to repeat myself. A 10th seed in the East with Bradley Bill, the second leading scorer in the NBA. And Russell Westbrook, who is, again, averaging a triple-double four times in the last five years. Because last year with Houston and Harden, he did not average a triple-double. 
He averaged, I want to say, like 21, 7 and 7. But yes, Russell Westbrook, people are saying Russell Westbrook, first of all, it deprived from Scott Brooks, the head coach of the Washington Wizards, who is, of course, the head coach of Russell Westbrook. He's been his head coach uh, in Oklahoma City also. And now he is his head coach in Washington. So you get it where it's coming from, from Scott Brooks. That's his coach. That's his dude. Um, he believes in Russell Westbrook, but to say he's the sec, he's top two point guard of all time. And the only point guard better than him is Magic Johnson is blasphemy. It's fucking insane. Lay off the sherm. Like my, <laughs> like my homie said in my group on impinated facts, like he said in our group, lay off the sherm. What, what is he thinking? What is Scott Brooks? I really want to ask Scott Brooks one day, like what, what, I know that's your man's and I get it. Sometimes we big up our man's. Sometimes we do. I get it. But what were you thinking to say he's a top two point guard of all time? Russell Westbrook. I don't believe it at all. He's not a top two point guard ever. Now, if you want to say top five, you got an argument there. I ain't going to even argue. I'll argue with you just for argument's sake because I'm just that type of nigga. You feel me? I love the debate. I love the sports shit and I love the debate. I love the, even any type of conversation. I'm going to debate your ass in. That's just who I am. But speaking on Russell Westbrook, I just want to say, how did he catapult players like Isaiah Thomas of the D- Detroit Pistons? How did he catapult players like in my personal top five, Jason Kidd. How did he catapult players like John Stockton of the Utah Jazz? How did he catapult players like Chris Paul, who's playing right now, who's a better point guard than Russell Westbrook right now? Like I like like I said this. How is he a top two point guard ever? And he's not even a top maybe three or four point guard in the league today. Steph Curry is better than him right now. Damian Lillard is better than him right now. Chris Paul is better than him right now. And his other point guards, I would rather have, if you consider Luka Doncic a point guard, if you consider Luka a point guard, he's better than him right now. Do you consider James Harden a point guard? If you do, he's better than Russell Westbrook right now. And please, please try to prove me wrong. Please, I, I I don't get it. I, I I'm gonna just say this. Okay, I'm gonna just give y'all a, a few a few stats, and I ain't gonna even keep you long. Like, okay, so let's just go back to the beginning. How is he? So just for those that say he's a top two point guard, my homie Mitch, shout my homie Mitch out, who definitely believe Russell Westbrook is a top two point guard in the league right now, and he's not my nigga. Like, please stop saying that. And I, I just wanted to put it in perspective that. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Russell Westbrook is a great player. He's a top 10 point guard ever, like ever, ever in NBA history. Top 10. If you want to say top five, hey, I might even let you slide with that. But top two, no. Isaiah Thomas. I'm going to just start. First of all, Magic Johnson. Nobody's touching Magic Johnson. He, again, I spoke on him on another conversation we had. He's the epitome of a point guard, 6'9 point guard. The things you see now from certain players who are 6'9, 6'8, 6'6, big point guards, athletic point guards that could play multiple positions, that could pass the ball. That's Magic Johnson. He could play in any era. He started the Lake Show. This man, he 
literally only averaged less than 10 assists only three seasons and that was his first three seasons in the league he literally only averaged less than 10 assists in three seasons did you hear me three seasons that was his first three years in the league after his first three years in the league 10 assists 13 assists 12 assists 12 assists 12 assists 11 assists 11 assists 11 assists 12 assists stop playing with that man magic johnson is the best point guard ever to touch the hardwood floors of an nba court hands down he's he's on another pedestal that that's just me personally that's just me now i just want to hop on to the people that the person that people always forget is Isaiah Thomas. He took the Pistons to the finals when it when the Boston Celtics was good. He did that. He was fighting through the East when the East was good. He man, look, and this is what I don't get about Isaiah. He played defense. He was a two way. He was a two way player. It just wasn't offense with him. It just wasn't offense with him. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's a two time NBA champion, five time NBA All NBA, twelve time All Star. He won a assist championship in nineteen eighty four and eighty five, I believe. He a two time All Star MVP, and he's the nineteen eighty nine uh, Finals MVP. Stop it. Stop his best year, 13 assists, 21 points in my opinion. And that was only his fourth year in the league. His third year in the league, he was averaging 21 and 11. And he gave you the defense. And one of the most underrated point guards ever. He's a top two, top three point guard ever. Stop sleeping on him. He was a smaller dude. And he from Chicago. So y'all should definitely be hyping him up for my Chicago fans. What Isaiah Thomas did it both ways. I feel like Isaiah is better than Russell Westbrook. Let me just tell you my personal top five. I gave you magic. I gave you Isaiah. Now I'm finna give you another one. Steph Curry. Tell me why Steph Curry is not a top three or top five point guard ever. He changed the game to what we see it now. Every little kid who want to do the step back. I've been talk I talked about him on my other conversation with y'all. I'm telling you the step back. Oh, behind the back. Oh, pull up. Oh, game. Oh, Hemi. Oh, oh. Pump fake, uh, swish, three ball, <laughs> three ball, Steph Curry, he was seven-time All-Star, 2015 scoring champ, 2015 still champ, three-time uh, NBA champ, six-time All-NBA all NBA player, 20, 2009 and 2010 All-Rookie, and two-time MVP, and y'all know in one of his MVPs, he was what? Unanimously, oh, y'all thought I was going to say it wrong, nah. I've been practicing. <laughs> he was the unanimously MVP of that year in 2015, 2016. The only player ever to do that. Ever. Ever. All the threes. Again, he 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 changed the game to what we see today. He's a generational player. For his career, he averaging 24 points, 6 assists, which a lot of people don't give him credit for. Yes, he might not be the prototypical point guard, but he is. He can be that playmaker for you. When he first came into the league with, with Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson had the ball in his hand a lot. But as, you know, Steve Kerr came in, you know, he got Draymond. And Draymond always had the ball a lot, but he got Draymond more involved. And they did a more principles of the triangle and things of that nature. But that's another topic. Speaking on the top, my top five point guards of all time. Back to Steph Curry. At number three, Steph Curry. Change the game. Change the game. Your son or your daughter might want to be him. 
Again, people forget about the John Stocktons. He's in the Hall of Fame, played for the Utah Jazz. Nine times assist champ, two-time steal champ, 10-time all-star, 11-time all-NBA player, five-time all-defensive player. He played it at both ends, and he won an all-star MVP. Yes, he ain't win a championship for those who be like, oh, Russell, you say Russell Westbrook don't got a championship. John Stockton don't got one. That's true. But John Stockton had to go against who arguably is the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. Even though, you know, I believe in air goats. But he had to go against that. John Stockton had to go against that. John Stockton did. And again, speaking of assists, let me tell y'all, the from 88 to 96, John Stockton was the assist champ. And he killed it. 13 assists, 13 assists, 14 assists, 14 assists, 13 assists, 12 assists, 12, 12, 11. Killing. He never was the scorer that Russell Westbrook is. But he was the prototypical point guard and, again, played on both ends of the court. Both ends, not just offensively, but defensively also. So that was number four because I had Magic, Killer, Isaiah, Steph, John Stockton, number five. And people, and this is, again, my personal favorite, you know, I, I got Chris Paul. I got him tied for fifth. But for my fifth is Jason Kidd. When he first came into the league, people criticized him like people criticized Russell Westbrook for having no J. They call him Ascent without the J. Ascent Kidd when he came into the league. And he improved that. Now he's a top 10 three-point shooter maker. A top 10 three-point shot maker in the NBA history. Jason Kidd is. He plays on both ends of the court. He's in the Hall of Fame, 10-time All-Star, 5-time assist champ. He won an uh, NBA champion with George Truly, 2011 Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki and that squad. He was a 6-time All-NBA player, 9-times All-Defensive team, and he won Rookie of the Year. Stop playing with that, man. It's a lot of players who, to me, a lot of point guards who I would take ahead of Russell Westbrook because of this on this thing and this thing only. Yes, Russell Westbrook is a champion. Anybody that makes it to the NBA is a champion. I heard what he said to Stephen A. Smith in response to Stephen A. Smith. He said, "Yes, I might not got the accolades in the NBA as far as being a champion, but I'm a championship. I'm a champion to the people in my hood, and and that's that's facts. You can't knock that because anybody that make it out there get into the league because the league that's." That's an anomaly. You an anomaly if you make it into the league. Anomaly means you a one percenter. That's hard. That's hard to make it into the league. It's only two rounds. And the best of the best make it there. And to have a consistent career is hard. So I agree with Russell Westbrook for saying he's a champion for being a player and doing the things, averaging a triple-double. That's hard. I get it. But some of his stats come empty handed and some of his blunders come when they don't need to be coming at the, at, you know, at the most dire in times. Five minutes to go. He's just making these blunder passes, these blunder shots. He's a he should know his role. And when we say that, that don't mean he's a less of a player. He's a great passer when it's it's a fast break team, a great passer. He needs to learn how to give it up sometimes. Sometimes he seeks in too, too far. When he crashing and going into the hole, then he looking to kick it out. Learn how to make a pass earlier. And that's what I mean by know your role, Russ. I'm not saying he don't know the game. I'm just saying some he plays 
so aggressive and that's it's it's a gift and a curse he plays aggressive 100 percent of the time that he don't know when to turn it down and when to make the just the the correct calm play pass it maybe you don't sink into the you know pass the paint past the free throw line you make an early pass make an early three-point pass and he he's gotten better at that I can't knock him. He's gotten better at that. But to say he's a top two point guard over even point guards that's better than him now. Chris Paul is better than him, who I have in my, you know, tie for my fifth. Again, mine's is Magic, Isaiah, Steph, John Stockton, Jason Kidd. Then I got Chris Paul. Then I got, you know, maybe Russell Westbrook is at seventh. I get it. But he needs to learn how to control the game better. And people say, oh, well, he has 24 assists and all these things. But it's the end of the moment game. <laughs> end of the moment parts for me, Russ. He has to understand he's not a three-point shooter. Did you know out of 400, man, quick stat, then I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. For you Russ fans. Out of 400 players, Russ ranked dead last out of out of 66 players who have 400 shots or more 400 shots or more 66 players Russ is dead last is efficiency field goal percentages dead last this is what I mean by understanding his shots understanding he's not a three-point shooter understanding I'm a great rebounder I'm a great passer when it when it becomes a fast break let me rebound get easy buckets for those around me and he's been doing that lately with the Washington Wizards, who are on a tear since the All-Star break. But that's all, man. All the conversation I have for y'all. Shout out to all my listeners. You feel me? Right, man, hey, without y'all, it wouldn't be no Seawood. It wouldn't be no Chris. You know, y'all been listening to me, rocking with your boy. You feel me? I got a special guest coming on Friday. Mark your calendars Friday. Getting into some other shit because I've been having people... You know, men and women say, man, when you go get into your other bag, I feel you on the sports shit. Get into your other bag. I'm definitely finna get into that other bag. Y'all motherfuckers finna have fun with the people I'm finna have coming on. You hear me? I want to just say thank you for all my listeners, all the people that show support, that share my shit on social media, um, share my shit on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, that, that show me love in my DMs, that ask to be guests who I'm writing guest lists as we speak, man. I, I appreciate y'all all from the bottom of my heart. And it's all love from here that was chris williams aka c will follow me on instagram again c will ill on facebook chris williams on snapchat poppy my name see y'all later peace love prosperity this opinionated facts peace hey yo jimmy hey yeah hey yo wait where you at nigga why y'all w the gang nigga all that shit lasts long. Why W the game, nigga? Yeah, you know we coming strong. Coming strong. Whole team full of ghosts. Why would you wanna play with us? All my niggas in the back and they got the two liter. Got some shells in his back if he try to run from us. Ain't no bull spitting crack, boy. This shit like fun to us. Hey, we young, rich, and wasted. Now we don't get no fuck. Hey, we icy on the game, baby. We gon' turn it up. How we the hottest niggas out and we barely coming up. And my white boy in the back and he really fresh as fuck. When them shots get enough fire, then them niggas better duck. Run it up, feel like Giannis, yeah, I'm finna get my buck. Boy, I'm praying one day I pull up in a Bentley truck. Play with the game, we get this plan, we don't really give a fuck. Uh. Solo dolo, I've been on a lonely road. Long as YRW with me, I'll never be alone. Baby girl, the city freezing, so my heart a little cold. At my back against the wall, shorty head been hanging low. Couldn't pull up to the section, couldn't see you at the show. I'm at my best under pressure, I'm a diamond in the rough. If you ain't fucking with gang, then you cannot hang with us.
Yeah, yeah. Y-R-W the gang, nigga. Hold that shit last long. Y-R-W the gang, nigga. Yeah, you know we coming strong. Coming strong. Whole team full of ghosts, why would you wanna play with us? All my niggas in the back and they got the two liter. Bought some shells at his back if he try to run from us. Ain't no boo spitting crack, boy, this shit like fun of us.